0: Welcome to the Rush Hour Podcast. Let's face it, life goes fast, and sometimes, no matter how hard you try, it's easy to slip from purpose-driven into autopilot. Whether you believe it or not, you are always just one decision away from a totally different life. My name is Jesse Harris-Boughton. I'm a life and business growth expert, former professional 300-mile-per-hour race car driver, and world shifter. Each week, I'll be bringing you inspiring stories soulful conversations and intentional advice to empower your thoughts and actions, to unlock your full potential, and to finally create the life and income you desire. So if you're ready to create more meaning, money, freedom, and growth in your life and business, then buckle up because we're about to get you back in the driver's seat. Let's rush. All right, guys, welcome back to rush hour. Today is all about delegation and automation, and we are going to talk about it both in life and business because we just can't do it all. Guys, there is no reason to be ashamed of the fact that you are just feeling really overwhelmed and like you just want to check out. So, if you're a woman or a mama, you are totally going to benefit from this episode. But especially if you are, which you are, if you're here listening, then you are a woman or a mom in business. Then you are going to be kissing my feet because not that long ago, I honestly wanted to just quit everything. Like I just didn't understand why life had to feel so hard. And the truth is, is I was making it that hard. You know I was coming up with every single excuse as to why I couldn't figure out how to get my kids to help more or why I couldn't figure out how to hire someone to help me, right, and some of that probably falls into you know um a little bit of a pride issue I really do enjoy when somebody compliments me and says, like, "Wow, Jesse, you just got it." going on like you are the the jack of all trades and you just hold it all up with your head held high and a big smile on your face and you make it look so easy well let's be honest I used to actually like that for a little moment I don't know why I mean maybe it is just stems from something in my childhood right where like I need to have reassurance I don't know but (laughs) I actually very soon got over that need for recognition and was like, screw that. I need help. Like I just couldn't juggle all the balls anymore. So then what held me back from actually getting help was fear of what other people would think of me. Oh my gosh. She has a cleaning lady. <gasps> she must make so much money. Yes. I live in a small town and yes, yes, People talk about me (laughs) and if you're listening and you're somebody that lives in my town maybe it's you maybe it's not but a few years ago my husband and I built our dream home and we are really proud of it but I can't tell you how many different people came back to us and was like wow you know how did you do that you just must make a ton of money (laughs) and it's like first of all stay out of my business I stay out of yours but second of all we worked really hard. We saved for 10 years to be able to build our dream home. And guess what? We're going to be working for another hundred years to be able to stay here, but it was important to us. And some of that is our passion and our drive for all of our businesses to succeed and flourish as well, because we would like to be able to retire at some point, but we know that they offer freedom for us. So the truth is, is I think also I had a fear of What others would think. And then more than that, I had a little bit of a control issue. I (laughs) sometimes don't want to admit this, but I can be a control freak. And I don't feel like I am when I start asking people to help or do something. But then I noticed I'm like critiquing how they're doing it. And did they do it like I would? And, or man, they didn't do it like I would, and they need to do it better or, but that's just not how we do it. So why aren't they doing it the way I taught them? Or, you know, I just, I did have this little bit of control freak in me and found that then I I was going back to redoing things, which what was the purpose in having somebody else do it and paying them for it if I was just gonna do it anyways, right? So I had to really overcome three major hurdles for me, which was my own personal pride, the fears and anxieties that I had about it, and then my control issues. But if any of you have ever gotten to what they call wit's end, right? You just get to the point of like, I cannot do this anymore. I simply don't care. I'll take any help at all and pitch the rest of it out the window. Guys, you know what I'm saying. Yes, I was there not that long ago. I was a working mom of four trying to run all the ships, clean the house, cook the homemade meals every night, be the one that took them to every karate practice and hockey practice practice, clean the toilets, uh, feed the dogs, do the laundry, make sure the dishes were clean every night make sure the house is always tidy in case somebody just accidentally stopped. You get it. And then furthermore, in my business, I had these same issues as well. You see, my husband and I own three businesses, one of which we actually have 15 people that work for us. However, we still were just kind of holding on to control just a little bit too much. And we really needed to expand and not just see those people as employees anymore, but actually as a part of the team and, and ask them for help. When we did that, first of all, they were ecstatic that we asked honored. Um, and secondly, it just took off so much pressure from us and it really helped our business grow and flourish. So that was just a a side bonus that we didn't actually anticipate at first, but Anyways, let's take a good hard look here at how you can automate and delegate things in both your life and your business. Now, I do not want you to think for one minute that you aren't still going to be superwoman or supermom when you actually reach out a hand and ask for help because that is actually what makes you so super, That you know you are in survival mode right now, but you should be thriving. And the way that you're going to thrive is by helping yourself when you need help. It's okay to need help. So let's just start with everyday tasks and chores that you might do around your house. So I have four kids, seven, five, three, and one, which honestly means like I have a 100 kids because There is just a never-ending pile of laundry to do, right? And dishes, because we don't just use one cup a day. We usually use three or four per kid. Just how it goes. Just how it goes. (laughs) So number one, let's just set some ground rules here. Guys, you don't get to change your clothes more than once unless something really filthy got on them. That's it. Number two, you pick a cup for the day, and that's your cup for the day. That's it. You don't need two knives to make your sandwich and cut your sandwich. So my seven-year-old does. He uses two knives. Are you a baby? Like put that other knife away right now. (laughs) But more than that, then let's figure out what can your kids help you with. This is something that I again, because they're kids, they're seven, five, and three, those are the ones that are helping. I was like, oh, I can't have them helping. It just takes too much work to explain to them how to do it repeatedly. And then when I do have to go back and fix it, but in reality, yes, it does take some time up front. However, once you get through those growing pains, you really do get to a point where number one, and they have this feeling of accomplishment, and like they're you know helping with the family because that's how we teach our children we're all a family, we all do this together um but more than that, we start to help instill their sense of independence, their sense of control, their sense of reasoning and problem solving because you simply gave them their own task, and we actually have a rule like. Try to figure it out first before you ask, right? So if you're the one that's loading up the dishwasher and it's full, you don't have to ask me, hey, mom, can I start the dishwasher? You know it's full and nothing else is going to fit in. So start the dishwasher and then hand wash the others. Yes, sometimes I have to rewash them, but once we do that one or two or three times, They learn then how to do it right. And we don't yell at them. We just say, hey, look, buddy, this is still dirty. So we have to take our time and we have to do it like this. My kids also have a rule that they bring out their own dirty laundry every single morning to the laundry room. Now, they don't actually do the laundry yet, and I prefer it that way. It's just that one task that I'm not ready to give up for lots of reasons. (laughs) Um, But, you know, what else do they do? Oh, they... Be the dog. That is their chore. They know every morning and every night they have to give the dogs water and they have to give the dogs food. And they have to be the ones that takes the dogs out to go potty. My kids also help with the grocery putting away. So hmm, that's a great one, which we are going to end up touching on shortly when we talk about how you can actually, um, You know, delegate and outsource. But guys, I don't go in the grocery store anymore with four kids and get my groceries. I order online, I use Walmart and pick up my groceries and come home. But my kids help me bring them in out of the truck, they help put them away they also know that they have to keep their rooms clean. So for example, every morning they wake up, they get dressed, they brush their teeth, they make their bed, they take their laundry out, and they do the quick once-over tidy of their room. Now, we don't keep toys in the room. It's just not a thing we do. We have one specific set area and that's it. So if they do end up in the room, they know that when they're done playing with them, they have to go back to the play area. And my husband and I do, you know, all the other stuff, whether it's just assisting the kids or all of the other things like the, getting the laundry and switching the laundry over. Um, my kids actually help fold the laundry too. And they put their own laundry away in their drawers. Most days, once in a while I do it just because their, their schedules are hectic too when school's going and you know, they have sports and other things. But for the most part, like they know the, these are the things that they're responsible for and they don't give me pressure about it. They just do it now let's talk about the things though that you can delegate and outsource. So for me, we have a pretty large home now. (laughs) We literally came from a shoebox of a home to a huge home and we love it. But holy moly, it is a monster to clean. And I was killing myself to do like all the bathrooms on one night and the kitchen and the kitchenette on another night and the laundry room and the entryway another night. And like, I just was losing out on quality family time with my kids because I was just so busy trying to keep up with the house. And that is not why we had kids or why we built our dream home, right? So we did end up finding somebody that could come in and help me clean. The way I look at it is, number one, when I'm outsourcing and hiring someone, I'm giving myself time back that's really important to me and my time is worth money. And most often my time is worth the same or more than what I am going to pay someone else to do it. Secondly, I love the fact that I am now able to help someone else make money doing something they enjoy. I mean, it really does feel like a win-win to me. So I know that I'm going to be met with some rejections here. And if you really can't justify the cost of hiring someone to spend a few hours a week in your house, helping you clean, then that's okay. But I urge you to really do the math, do the math and and then ask yourself if it's worth it because it was hands down worth it for me guys. I grew up, you know, with a single mom who gosh, she was amazing, but you know, she didn't have a lot of extra money for us. So I was taught how to, you know, eat every last bit of food, shut the lights off when you're not in a room. um, You know, don't ask for extra things because, you know, we might not have the money for it. And, you know, we didn't go out to eat and whatever. But the point that I'm trying to make here is, is like I came from a place where there's just no way she could have afforded that. Like she could do the math, And it never would work out, even if it was worth it to her to have that extra time with me. There just wasn't the money there. I mean, she was scraping to get by as it was, right? But if you can go on vacations, and if you can go out to eat one night a week, two nights a week, if you can meet your friends on a Friday, guys, I hate it when I have to say like this is a reality check for you, but then you... Can afford to have someone come and help clean your house. Now, maybe you don't want them to because it's not important to you. Like you like cleaning the house or you don't need that extra time for something else. I do. So that's something we have chosen to delegate and outsource. You can also hire somebody to do the grocery shopping for you if it's not an app like I'm using, but they do have where you can not only have an app. That you use at a grocery store and go pick it up, but some have delivery. I just happen to live in a rural enough area that they don't actually deliver to my zip code, which is disappointing because um, I'd pay them ten bucks to do it. But no. <laughs> um, but you can also get you know great food prepped meals nowadays. Um, there's tons of different websites for it. I mean, let me just name a few: HelloFresh, uh, Plated what is it? Uh, Blue plate, maybe? I guess I should have looked some of these up before. We've only used one before and we really enjoyed it. Um, The only thing is, is we were having a hard time getting the meals to fit into what our our particular food and, and diet plan or diet restrictions were. So that's why we stopped doing it. But There's tons of great options for you. And if not, again, I actually started reaching out and realizing that there's lots of people around me that will come right into my home just a couple hours a week and do a bunch of meal prep and get it packaged and put in my refrigerator ready to go. So, you know, again, there's tons of different options out there that can just save you so much time and not cost you that much money. How about a babysitter? Like if you're a work at home mom like me, then I know you are trying to, you know, build your heart centered business at home with your babies by your side feeling, wow, majorly overwhelmed because all you do is stop and start. You stop and start the laundry. You stop and start your business. You stop and start with the kids. You stop and start your business. You stop and start, you stop and start, you stop and start. And you never really feel like you make any traction. I know. (laughs) I did that too. And we have had like a babysitter or a nanny in the past on and off here and there based on, you know, what our needs were, but we hadn't had one since before I had Lola who is now 16, 17 months, 16 months. Um, and we only just got one a couple months ago. So I went over a whole year with no babysitter running three businesses from home. Okay. Four kids two in school, two home. It was not easy. And at some point I was like, I'm going insane because I have to get up so early to try to fit things in and I have to stay up so late to try to fit things in. So what I did was I took a look at just hiring a babysitter part-time so that she could come in a few hours, a few days a week, and I could just go all in on the things that I needed to do in my businesses where I wasn't interrupted. I shut the door to my office, I turn off all the notifications on my phone and on my computer, and I just work like crazy. And then I am so able to enjoy the time when I'm not working with my kids. So we can actually laugh and giggle over making our dinner. So we can laugh and giggle on our way to karate practice because I'm not thinking about the hundred things that I need to make a mental note of, right? I can ask them about their days. We can have conversation. We can tell jokes. We can sing songs. When we come home, I can take my time to go in with them and brush their teeth with them and sit down in their bed and read a story and not Start to have that urge to just rush through it all because I always know there's this laundry list of things to do waiting for me, right? Getting a part time babysitter for me was life changing. It was honestly the last missing piece of how I was able to go from working over 40 hours in my business in just this past year to now working 15. Yes, I am a stay at home working mom who has three businesses, and only works 15 hours a week. I am really proud of that because you know what? That is what most of us moms want. We still want to pursue our passion and our purpose and make money, okay? There's lots of great things we get from having our businesses. But we also want to not miss anything with our kids. Guys, I put my kids on the bus every morning. I drop one off to school every day. I pick them up when they're sick. I go to every parade, every school function, every teacher conference. I don't miss a game or a practice. I'm the one that's there kissing every boo-boo, except for the couple hours a day that the babysitter's here. (laughs) So let's be honest. Yes, sometimes you're going to miss the little things, but you're not going to miss most of the things or the big things. So if that's important to you, then you have to take advantage of delegation and automation. And now let me drive home that part of automation. You need to just have your expectations listed out. So like I told you, every morning my kids wake up and they know that they have to put their clothes on and wash their face and brush their teeth and take their laundry out and make their bed. I don't want them to ask me a 100 times what they need to do, and I don't want to remind them a 100 times of what they need to do. So they have on the wall in their bedroom a chart for my two older kids. It's written in words because they can kind of read now. And for my three-year-old, the one-year-old doesn't have anything yet, but for my three-year-old, his is a picture chart. And he knows that's my toothbrush to my toothpaste. That's my bed. Like he knows what it means. And my three-year-old makes his bed every morning. My three-year-old gets himself dressed every morning. My three-year-old attempts to brush his teeth every morning and prefer to do it alone. However, I'm just insistent on helping him. But the point is, is they know what's expected of them and they just do it when the cleaning lady comes to the house i don't just say yeah so you know just you know let me know when you need something no of course i say that to her but only after we've gone over exactly what's expected of her so she knows when she comes this week she needs to do x y and z and when she comes this week she needs to do a b c right like she knows exactly what's expected of her to do she knows exactly what's expected of her how to do it and when to do it and all of that. So she doesn't have to ask me things a hundred times and I don't have to remind her. Nowadays, you can use really amazing apps like Amazon to get your toilet paper and your paper towels delivered every other week on automate. Like you never have to go in and actually ask for them to send them to you because you just have them coming say every three weeks. Same thing with your groceries or same thing with your cleaning supplies. Like you've heard me talk about it before, but my son has severe allergies to chemicals that are in cleaners. So we had to switch to an all natural company that has all kinds of household cleaning products. And they also have nutritional products and bath and body products and so much more. But I just have every single month, a set up order That comes. And sometimes I decide to, you know, add something in. But for the most part, we know that this or that is coming to our house every three weeks or every month. And I don't have to go in and set it up, it's just done. Same thing if you end up using one of those meal prep services, like I mentioned before, HelloFresh. You can just have that set up on Automate and they know that every two weeks you want three meals sent to you or six meals and they have categories and you can choose from the category and you can even switch them up and have different variety. But the point of doing this is to make your life easier. So you need to actually pass off ownership of things to people and that's what I mean by Automate. So that's how this makes your life so much easier and so much more enjoyable. All right. So we went over what I consider to be the real basics and the foundation of delegating and automating in your home. But now if you're a business owner, I want to take it a little step further and talk about delegating and automating and outsourcing in your business as well. Because again, This was another key factor in how I was able to go from working over 40 hours a week to just 15 this past year. And I'm really proud of it. However, I'm also really disappointed that it took me over two years to take the plunge and do it because I had been thinking about this two years ago, but just couldn't get past my pride or my fears or that control freak problem that I had. So when you're looking to um, delegate and automate or outsource in your business, I like to share it with you just this one way, and this will help you decide what you should delegate and automate, okay? Plain and simple, every business has three people. They have the person that I like to call the creator, which is the person that is usually um, the talent the person that usually um, is providing maybe a service, um, and they're that that person that's at the core of the business. They're the person that keeps the business alive. The second person is the manager or the leader. So this person is the one who's constantly overseeing and managing the needs of the creator. Now. I called this person the manager leader, but sometimes a manager can't be a leader and a leader can't be a manager. So this can sometimes become two different people, but they definitely still have a similar role, right? They're the people that are really helping steer the ship. They're the person that are overall, maybe for example, taking what the creator has done and getting it out into the world, right? It's a good example. And then number three, they have the entrepreneur. And we are all entrepreneurs here listening to this podcast. So this one, you're going to really enjoy hearing about because I'm an entrepreneur as well, but you'll be probably surprised to find out that I don't actually put myself in the category when I have to choose just one of these three as the entrepreneur. But the entrepreneur is the creator and the keeper. Of a vision in the business they're the ones that really attract and effectively engage the managers and the leaders. They're the ones that have a really high risk tolerance and they can totally weather out any storm in the business. They're not afraid to go all in even if it results in failure and they are the one that works with the managers and the leaders. To create and build a system that consistently empowers the creator to meet the needs of their customers. So, (laughs) by nature, I believe I'm actually a creator. I always have ideas and I always scratch them out on paper, but guys, I actually am terrified of risk, like terrified. Yes, I do have vision like an entrepreneur has. However, I don't always very easily connect the dots to make that vision uh, reality. So interestingly, I honestly could tell you that I could fall into just a little bit of all three of these categories, the creator, the manager, and the leader, and the entrepreneur. I do have skills that fall into all three. However, again, by nature, I really believe I am most the creator. Now, the reason why I'm telling you what I believe I am is because I want you to know that what I then decided I needed to delegate and or automate or outsource in my business was the things like the manager and leader positions and the entrepreneur position. So my husband and I do all three businesses together, and he is actually the acting entrepreneur in my coaching business. So he's the one that can take a look at things and say like, yes, Jesse, let's go all in on this and it's going to be great, even though there's huge risk involved. Or he's the one that says like, hmm, you know, I've done the evaluation and I just don't think it's a wise choice. <laughs> He's great like that and I lean heavily on him for that. He is also the entrepreneur in our brick and mortar physical therapy business. I am the manager leader in my physical therapy business. So isn't this funny how in my life and business coaching business I'm the creator, but in my physical therapy business I'm the manager leader. And truthfully, it's because my physical therapy business was my husband's passion. My life and business coaching business is my passion. So that's, I believe, why I you know fall into a different category for both. But again, for an example, in my brick and mortar physical therapy business, I then had to, at some point, start hiring out. You know, we went from three people to five people to 10 people to now 15 people, 17 years into this business. And we are so proud, but we never could have grown to what we have without delegating and automating and outsourcing. I told you that in my life in business, coaching business, my husband is the entrepreneur, I'm the creator, but then I have managers and leaders. I have two team members that really have come in and totally not just lifted the business up, but lifted me up because I now can be a way better creator Because they are taking off my plate things that just felt too overwhelming, things that I didn't enjoy or things that honestly, I really wasn't that good at, but I was just doing because somebody had to do it and I didn't know any other way. So for example, I record this podcast, but I never touch the podcast or the editing, or the description, or the review, or the free downloadable workbook that comes with every single episode, or the blog post that it gets turned into, I never touch that. And I don't have to remind one of my team members to do it. They just know to do it. So if it feels really overwhelming in your business, to start delegating and automating and outsourcing, then take a look by breaking your business down into these three areas. Decide where you fall and then take a look at the other two areas. What things need to happen in your business to make it flourish? And what can you pass off in those other two areas? Now, again, I urge you to not get hung up on money. I know that it feels very overwhelming that you might have to spend to start a couple hundred dollars a month just to outsource these things. But I promise you, again, in my case, I went from working 40 plus hours a week to 15. Did you hear what I said? It will probably only cost you 200 or $250 a month. I'm talking not even a week here. That's what I, when I started outsourcing, that's what it cost me a month. And I went from working 40 hours to 15 a week. So that 250, I gladly paid. Do the math. Take a look at how much time it's saving you and then take a look at what you're gaining by doing that and what is your time worth. Because I guarantee you, you will find it is worth way more. Guys, We can't do all the things if we want to live a happier, healthier, wealthier life. Yes, I believe all of those things will expand and thrive and flourish when you start taking control. You deserve to have a life and a business that is more in tune with your dreams. So you have to start making the choices that are going to get you there. And that starts with applying everything that I have ever said on this podcast to your life and to your business. This podcast was made for you if you wanna ditch the overwhelm, if you wanna build insane confidence and master your marketing and monetize your passion online. This podcast was made for you if you know that you were made for more and that you need to unlock your full potential. And finally create the life and income that you dream of. Guys, remember, you are always just one decision away from a totally different life. And I believe that it's my duty to facilitate your transformation. If you are looking to expand your life and business right now, this year, then I'm going to remind you to check out the Women of Impact Network. Guys, We all need someone to hold our hands sometimes. There is no shame in that. We sometimes need somebody to just tell us what to shift our focus to next or how to forge through the latest struggle and rise above or how to expand on our next idea. Like we always need that support. We always need that accountability. We cannot do it all alone. I too have needed a coach. I have used coaches and I have a coach. A coach was, I keep saying this, but it's like there's so many single best decisions I've ever made in my business. Guys, it's all about making decisions that are gonna move you towards your dreams. Hiring a coach is what opened every door for me as I now soak up the blessing that my businesses are to me. Working just 15 hours a week living my passion and my purpose and getting paid handsomely. Guys, if you are ready to rush to totally read up self-happiness in your life and business, then join me inside the wind circle. The world needs you and the wind circle is going to take you there. Thank you for always trusting me here on the podcast and every other platform. Remember, you can find me at Jesse Harris jessieharrisboutin and be a friend and tag me over on Instagram stories today. Take a screenshot right now of you listening to this episode. Tag me, share it with your friends, share it with your sisters, share it with your family, like your mom, I don't care who, just share it. I say it repeatedly, but I need you to remember that alone we are strong, but together we are unstoppable. Stop trying to do it all alone. Stop trying to do all the things. Stand in your power and make the choices, whether it's delegating and automating or hiring a coach, but make the choices that are gonna help you live that life that you dream of. And do it now. Because you are gonna wish you started sooner next week or next month or in two years. Remember what I told you, two years Two years, I buried myself in my business, working way too many hours, falling out of love within my business for two years before I finally outsourced. I wanna lift you up so much in your dreams, but I can't lift you up. I can't encourage you. I can't show you love if you don't let me know who you are. So just simply tag me in your Instagram stories. I would love to root for you, sister.